0: 122 of the Park Run Adventurers coming at you loud and fast. I'm Mel Urbacher, co host of this little podcast. I am joined by Scotty Trickett. Scotty, howdy.
1: Howdy, the other co host of this little podcast. Now, are you still Second singing? Ho? Yeah, are you still singing, Mel, from last week?
0: <laughs> I have been singing intermittently since last week's episode, yes good um, mostly bonnie tyler songs uh youtube did you know what how youtube takes you into that spiral where yep. you know if you just been let there. it play it's been there many other similar songs. Yep. yeah yeah yep. so um been been doing some investigations and finding some interesting stuff which is good fun
1: good well there's a treat in store because we're doing it again but that's.
0: Again. They, we're doing it
1: again. I, I, I'm not going to let this one go. We're going to have a sing along at the end of today's episode as well. I'm not going <laughs> to let this go until the lawyers come after us. Because luckily, you know, we're a week in. Bonnie Tyler's lawyers haven't contacted us just yet. So How I, think is it I think we're. possible? I think we're in the clear. Under
0: the radar. <laughs> I think we're in the
1: clear. I think it's, uh, you know, I threw that Netflix money around and, um, yeah, paid off a few people. So I think we're, we're in the clear. So I'm going to try it again. At the end of the episode this week. But okay. stay tuned. Stay tuned. Lots lots can happen between now and then. What's what's happened in your world since last time we spoke?
0: Um, in my parkrun world, we're in all the worlds.
1: Let's start with parkrun.
0: Let's start with parkrun. I was at Kuwana for our 300th event last weekend. Um, and we celebrated with a 59-59, Scotty.
1: There we go. Is that a celebration? I'm not sure.
0: No. Uh, well it's not it wasn't intentional let's look at it that way
1: yeah uh,
0: but it it was a celebration of the life of our stopwatch and the um the service it has given us at our event over that time is is not to be downplayed you know a lot of people sort of don't appreciate the technology and what it gives every week and It it had a really good innings, our stopwatch at Kiwana. It it was the second one. We have previously had one 59 59, which was roughly a little over two years ago, two and a half years ago. And um, so that's when we got our first 59 59 when our first stopwatch died. And now, after an extra 127 events, Recording eighteen thousand four hundred and thirteen individual times, I mean, operated for more than one hundred and fifty hours. The stopwatch, the second stopwatch, sadly passed away on the weekend. Couldn't cope with the cold. And just yeah, it was it was very sad. And unfortunately, it kind of happened a little bit too late in the event to um, to substitute in with the new app because uh, I I was volunteering at the finish line. However, I, because I wasn't run directing, I thought, hey, this is a great opportunity um, to get the barcode scanners on the app. So I gave one of them my phone so that she could scan with the app. And if I had just given it to the timekeeper instead at the beginning of the event and said, hey, would you like to try it as a timekeeper? Wouldn't have had the issue. Um, but yeah, it it didn't it didn't really properly croak until after the first hundred and ten odd runners were through, and um, and then all the buttons stopped working. So you couldn't stop it, you couldn't split it, you couldn't store the race data, you couldn't do anything, and yeah, it was it was very upsetting because you couldn't even go through and recall the times that it did have. Um, very frustrating. Um, And obviously disappointing for some participants, Uh, I only got a few emails from people who obviously don't look at Facebook and see that we hadn't made an announcement about it, but yeah, everybody was very understanding and um, yeah, that was good, but not not how you intend to start a Saturday, for example.
1: Um, How was your weekend? So, well, before we get on to me, so what does the future hold for Kiwana? Does this mean we're going into the future with the app?
0: Well, as time would have it, uh, I was I was previously, like like literally on the weekend, I sort of said, ah, oh, damn it, if it had only held out a few more weeks because I know the Android app is on its way, but it's just a little bit prohibitive with um, only having it on iDevices at the moment. So I've, I felt the need to think, well, no, we're going to actually have to replace the stopwatch. I didn't want to, and and I have been stalling and I haven't actually put in the request. I know I'm leaving it late in the week to, to request a replacement stopwatch be sent to me. Uh, but as luck would have it, time is actually on my side, Scotty. Because? Because an announcement went out last night about the Android app.
1: It's here. It's here. Very exciting. Well, not not really for me because I don't have Android. Wouldn't go anywhere near it after my last experience. But I'm excited for all those people that do want to use an Android <laughs> app because this is the future. This is... This is the end of the stopwatch, Mel. This is the end of the scanners. People just need to embrace the app. We are going to be the number one champions of this app moving forward. People are going to go back in history and go, yep, Mel and Scotty were right all along. Or it could backfire horrendously and blow up in our face. But I'm confident that it won't. I really like this app and we, we need to embrace it. So I'm, I'm glad that you're embracing it. If I ever start an event again, which is on the cards... Small tip, um, we're going to... Well, we're you've gonna, got
0: Westerfolds Juniors. Yeah. That's app only.
1: That is app Isn't only. It? Yeah, app only, yeah. no problems whatsoever. But if I start another 5K event, I'm going to say, no, nah, don't even bother with a stopwatch. Just give me... The, and that's on
0: the cards me. because you've got all this extra time.
1: Yeah, why not? I love parkrun, Mel. <laughs>
0: I'm, I'm getting that <laughs> impression after all this time. Yeah.
1: I tell you what, I do love it after the weekend. But if we'd had a fifty-nine, fifty-nine at Westerfolds on Saturday, it would have been pretty dirty.
0: Oh, really? Yep, Why?
1: Because my daughter Kasha got a PB, a park run, an all-time park run PB Far on out. on the occasion of her twenty-fifth volunteering effort.
0: Wow, that's how you, you do you can't top that.
1: You can't. It was a great morning. Um, so let me take us back. We. We did the setup, we did the pre-event setup, which is a job at Westerfolds, and it's a legitimate job. When we, when I started the event, I had this great idea to put K-markers out, and there's a couple of points in, in the course where you could go the wrong way and end up in the city or either out in the bush. So we have to put a couple of directional signs out. And because it's a big one-lap course, there's no avoiding it, you have to do the setup, and it's it's been a job that's always been filled it's people like doing it they don't mind getting a, a walk in before park run and for whatever reason about a couple of months ago kasha decided that that's the job she wanted to do for her 25th volunteering stint so in the middle of winter where she'd chosen summer but in the middle of winter when it was <laughs> dark we we went out and put the signs out together and and we actually made some new signs for westerfolds which was well, I think it was a bit of a treat. But we did all that. Kasha got acknowledged for her 25 milestone stint. And then she was just determined to get a PB for some reason. Not sure where it came from. I think it's the, the regular running at Junior Park Run has absolutely helped her. We got to 2K. Uh, no complaining of stitches. No complaining of sore legs. I just turned to her and said, How are you feeling? And she said, Good. And we powered up the next hill. We had to stop for... A shoelace malfunction we had a oh. yeah a reckless rogue shoelace that, that stopped our time and, and actually but this a PB is the, nonetheless. A pb nonetheless and not only that but as i went to turn my watch on at the start bloody garmin wanted to install an update and i thought no. i said no but um, apparently i said yes so then my watch is installing an update so kasha and i actually missed the start by a couple of seconds so we've got we've got plenty of room to improve moving forward
0: okay. but she was, how much did she smash her pb
1: by a couple of minutes A couple of minutes ah oh. yep so she was all she over it, it and she was so determined we yeah uh, you know the hill there's a big hill getting up to the 4k point at west and she powered up that didn't stop and then she knew it was all downhill and we were sprinting mm-hmm. all the last k and she was in pain she was hurting but i said we can slow down we can stop but she said, "No, no, I just want to get my PB. I just want to get my PB." Bless her little heart. Yeah. So it was a proud moment. It was a proud dad moment on Saturday.
0: And did she feel amazing? Was she just like walking on sunshine for the rest of the weekend?
1: I, again, again, Kasha internally proud, but she she wanted to know where the, <laughs> she wanted to know where the PB bell was. So she went over and gave it a good ring. Uh, but I think it destroyed her because she just then wanted to crash. She just, yep. I could feel it. She, she, it's a big effort. Like it's a big effort, I think, to run five k hard for a ten year old after getting up early and walking the course to do setup. And she, it's she a big had the effort for anyone. She had the worst rest of the weekend off, which was well deserved.
0: Well, congratulations, Kasia. Well done, honey.
1: It's time to welcome back one of our favourite guests. Whenever we have Kelly on, we get rave reviews. So welcome back to the podcast, Kelly Hodges.
2: Lovely. Thank you so much for having me.
1: Kelly, you are very popular. People love hearing about food and nutrition, and you're an expert in that space. I want to kick us off today. So we all know that the post-park run ritual is very important, be it coffee or coffee. Or in my daughter's case, juice. So she's a bit too young for coffee. I'm trying. I offer her a coffee every morning and she declines. But <laughs> she loves a juice. One thing I've noticed is the vast variety in juices that she's served up. So her, her preference is apple juice. She'll, she'll occasionally go an orange. But I want to know the difference between a freshly squeezed orange juice and then some of the stuff that she gets served that I know comes straight out of the bottle paint a picture here the apple juice in particular if it comes that horrible sickly sweet brown stuff <laughs> i'm not sure what that is as opposed to freshly squeezed apple juice That's usually you know cloudy apple and it's white and it's got lots of froth on it what's the difference between those juices what, what am i giving my daughter
2: Okay, that is an amazing question because there is so much differences when it comes to juices and lots of people I think they have a juice um, just just because it's a fruit juice and they think that it's going to be really healthy for them and they're going to get all those vitamins and minerals no matter what sort of juice that they're getting. But um, just like you say, there is such a massive difference um, like range of different types of juices and the type of juice that you actually have is going to be so important for what you actually get out of the juice. So the first thing when it comes to juicing um, or when it comes to any of the juices, what you have to remember is that most of the store-bought juices, um, what they'll be doing is they remove all of the skin, all of the seeds, all of the fibre from the juice and so what they're doing is they're getting the fruit and they're squeezing out all of the good things so all of the sugar and um, the Sugar on the fluid and they leaving everything else behind so you land up with um, With the juice that's very high in carbohydrates Juices are generally as high in sugar as what coke is to give you an idea so <clears throat> juice when you're having a glass of juice um, if it's not a freshly squeezed juice if it is just a store-bought just a cheapy sort of juice then it is um, going to pretty much be as good for you as what coke is when it comes to um, the different i guess brands of juices you can get different brands where, like, for example, an orange juice, it's got the pulp included. When it's got the pulp included, then it's got some extra fibre in there, which is really good. That's what you're wanting. You're wanting the extra fibre, the extra bits and pieces in there. When you've got something like your apple juice and it comes out like that brown syrup as opposed to a nice, cloudy, apple, freshly squeezed good one, um, they they pretty much – Well, there's a few different things, but pretty much they've used one where all you've got in there is the sugar and the flavour left with the water as opposed to the fibre and all those other bits that you're actually wanting in the juice as well. And um, I guess the difference, how you say, what's the difference between a store-bought juice versus um, like a freshly squeezed juice is that when you've got a store-bought juice, you're missing out on a lot of um, on a lot of um, fi- I guess fiber is the major thing that you would be missing out on where when you've got a freshly squeezed juice depending on how um depending on how they actually press the juice you get the fiber in there but then also because it's freshly squeezed you get a lot more of the vitamins and minerals that um that you'll actually be able to take on board when it's just sitting there for quite a while you lose a lot of um a lot of that nutrition so your body doesn't absorb it because the juice doesn't retain it, whereas when it's freshly squeezed and when it's got all of the pulp in there, when it's got the the skin of the apple that's being blended up into that juice, then you've got the fibre going in there as well. So freshly squeezed is a much better option than um, a store-bought one. If you're buying a store-bought one, always have a look at the ingredient list and when you're looking at the ingredient list, have a look to make sure that it says pretty much 100% oranges or 100% apples or whatever it might be. They sometimes add in vitamin C. But what a lot of them do to make them cheaper is they'll go 60% oranges and then they'll add in their own flavours as well. So you're only getting a 60% juice and then it's diluted with um, apple flavour or um water or other bits and pieces as well. So get it as natural as possible.
1: I kind of knew this was the answer, Kelly, but it still blows my mind that a glass of that sickly sweet brown apple juice that's sometimes served is the equivalent of a Coke. And I can see it because ever, ever I taste it, it's disgusting. And tr- good good on Kasha because she actually prefers like a freshly squeezed orange juice. That's what she really likes. And when she's she's delivered a, a store-bought orange juice that oh, it just doesn't taste right, uh, she can tell and she's yeah. not as happy.
2: Oh, that's awesome. That's so good. To give you an idea of um, the sugar in these drinks, pretty much a um, like a glass, so 250 mils, has about eight teaspoons of sugar in and no one drinks 250ml, most people will drink probably closer to about the 500ml. And so you're ranging about between 12 and 16 teaspoons of sugar that you would be getting um, from a glass of juice. Is that freshly squeezed or, or of any kind, Kelly? Yeah, so that would be freshly squeezed or of just a commercial one. The only difference is when you've got a freshly squeeze, when you've got all of the fibre in there, the sugar doesn't go into your bloodstream as quickly. So your body has a chance to actually absorb it and use the sugar as opposed to giving you a sugar high and then crashing your sugar level straight afterwards. So having the fibre in there will just help to stabilise those sugar levels. And
0: is there is there a particular fruit or combination of fruits, for example, that is better and has less sugars. So often you'll go to a cafe and they will have like juices that are a mixture of three different fruits or more and, you know, freshly squeezed and everything like that, but not just straight orange juice and not just straight apple juice, for example.
2: Yeah, yeah. So all all fruit um, will have the carbohydrate and the sugar in there which is absolutely fine but when you can have a lower sugar option then that's also a great option and so the fruits that have less sugar are things like your kiwi fruits and your berries um, they're, they're the biggest ones that people will actually be juicing the other juices such as um when you're adding in watermelon or mango um or orange juice, or all of those sorts of ones, they are much higher in sugar. And so, I mean, if you get a combination, just like everything, always just get um, a good variety into you. Sometimes get the berry, sometimes get the orange. They've all got a different nutrient profile. So some will have lots of vitamin C, others will have lots of antioxidants. And so it's always good, just like anything, to mix it all up.
0: Sounds good. I am partial to uh, a juice after parkrun as well. I'm not being a big coffee drinker, though. At the moment, it's all about the hot chocolate because it's too cold. Um, could we could we go to milky drinks? Obviously, milk um, is a bit of a what what people consider like I know a lot of people who have like a chocolate milk after a long run because of um, protein or something like that, and and I don't know if it's an urban myth that it's a good thing or a bad thing. But what about coffees and hot chocolates and things like that? Can can they be of any benefit after a run?
2: Um, so uh, like definitely, I guess it depends on what type. So if you're having, let's say, for example, a coffee, if it's something like a long black where you've just got the coffee and the water, then um, all, all you're getting in there is the caffeine hit. If you're having something like a cappuccino um, or like a flat white or a latte, then you've got the milk in there as well. So yes, you've got your caffeine, which lots of people love, but then you've also got the milk in there, which will give you protein, electrolytes, um, some healthy fats and some carbohydrates. And so it actually hits all four of those um. Re- replacements that we're looking for post exercise. And so when you've got a milk-based drink providing you can tolerate milk, um, then having a milk-based drink will actually provide a lot more nutritional benefit than having a water-based drink such as a long black. When it comes to a hot chocolate, it's got the exact same. Um, so if it's a milk-based hot chocolate, then you you've got your protein, your electrolytes, your fluids, Um, your healthy fats your carbohydrates in there and so that's going to be good you've also got that extra shot of um, sugar in there from from the hot chocolate like from the actual chocolate part of it and so when it comes to milk milk itself is amazing um, especially post-exercise because it is kind of kind of I guess nutritionally complete for something after exercise when it comes to adding coffee or chocolate uh, that's a preference, and it's not 100% needed, um, but it is definitely enjoyed and not a bad thing. <laughs> definitely a preference. I like
0: it. <laughs> what about when people mix in alternatives to cow's milk? So, for example, almond milk or soy milk with their coffees and things like that. How How do those go as substitutes?
2: Well, that's actually really interesting. So almond milk, for example, there's different types of almond milk. You get sweetened almond milk and then you get unsweetened almond milk. But a lot of these um, alternatives, whether it's almond or coconut or soy or rice, a lot of them have a very minimal amount of protein in them and so they've got far less protein and also less electrolytes in them and less of the healthy fats and then depending if you're buying a sweetened or unsweetened it can have similar or more sugar in there so you just land up with a different nutrient profile generally if you're having let's say for example um, a coffee based on almond milk post-run it generally won't be enough protein in there to compensate um, all all the muscle tears and everything that you've just had in your body. So um, if you can have cow's milk, it does have the higher nutritional value in there. But if you can't tolerate it, then having these alternative milks is fine, just knowing that um, it's not as nutritionally complete and you might need something extra
1: to go along with that. Okay, Kelly, we're talking proteins. My understanding of proteins is that's how you get massive. That's how you get the big muscles. I see the guys <laughs> in the gym, they're all about the protein. So can you just, can you just dumb it right down for me in particular? Uh, what, what's, what's the use of protein? Why should I be including it in my diet? Is it important to me as a quote-unquote runner or is it just for the gym junkies?
2: Yes, so uh, protein is so important. It's one of the three major macronutrients that um, everybody needs on a regular basis. If you're not getting enough protein in your diet, um, everything's going to go pear-shaped. So we need to make sure that you've got enough protein. The role of protein itself is really important um, for both runners and non-runners. And it's also important to remember that protein is pivotal yes when you're training and post-exercise but then also just ongoing and so when you're having protein lots of people go oh you know what I'm going to the gym I'm going to have a big hit of protein afterwards or I've just been for a long run I'm going to have some protein afterwards to compensate but you do need it's um like like a regular supply of protein in you every day to avoid any muscle wastage, um, even when you're not training. So, I guess the role of protein, yes, absolutely, it's got the muscle mass um component in there, but. It's not the more protein, the more muscle, so (laughs) I have to remember that. Um, But, yeah, so it does help with um, muscle mass. Um, It does help with immunity is a really big one as well, just to – it pretty much fights infections. It helps with satiety, so just keeping you fuller for longer. So um, that can be important, especially for people who are wanting some weight loss, um, who – don't quite feel full after a meal. If you increase that protein level, you can feel a bit fuller for longer, which is really nice to not feel hungry. Um, pro- protein is also, I guess, repair and maintenance of the body as well. And so everything in your body is made up of protein. And so if you're not putting enough protein into your body, your body's not going to be doing all of the functions that it needs to be doing. So have to have regular protein, um, whether you're training or not training.
0: Talking about um, the repair and and the build and things like that, obviously, every time anyone goes for a run, they're, well, well, when they're increasing their distances or their speeds and things like that, that's when the damage happens, isn't it, that we need the proteins to fix?
2: Yes, absolutely. And so, when you're exercising, that's when all of the little tears happen in the muscles. And so, if you don't have enough protein um, following exercise, that's when your body won't be getting that um, that aid to fix the tears. So that's why it's so important that following exercise generally within the half hour you're having a hit of protein just so your body can start repairing all the tears in its body Um, that's what causes the muscles to enlarge as well so all the the people who are wanting bigger muscles um, when you are exercising post-exercise you have your protein and it does also um, grow the muscles and then um, just making sure that you got got enough protein in you um, on a regular basis but post-exercise to do that repair if you don't have that repair you'll probably just find that you'll take longer to recover your muscles won't grow as quickly you won't get as toned as quickly Um, and also if you're not having enough protein you'll get what's called muscle catabolism which is just your body will start using your current muscles for energy if you're not putting enough more enough protein back into your body So it'll break down those muscles.
1: And let's talk about sources of protein. Now, I've transitioned much to Mel's disappointment to become a flexitarian, where I'm getting (laughs) a a bit more uh, fish and chicken in my diet. Now, Mel's a vegetarian. Should she be getting the the protein powders or can she get enough protein through plant-based sources?
2: Yeah, so everyone can get enough protein through through the diet, um, protein powders are fine if you're unable to get your protein requirements. But providing you're healthy, you're able to prepare your own foods, um, you've got no sort of complications, um, then absolutely Mel should be able to get all of her protein in a standard plant-based diet.
0: For the record, I would like it stated that it's not much to my disappointment that Scotty has transitioned to being a flexitarian. He can do whatever he likes with his diet. Um, uh, any disappointment you feel, Scotty, you're projecting on yourself. So I, it's not coming from me.
1: It's um, <laughs> probably true, Mel. You are right again.
0: <laughs> but I do love how you ask on my behalf what I should be putting <laughs> into my diet protein-wise. It's because I care. Um, It is because you care. I I, I love that you did ask about the powders, though, because I do have a family member who I will not identify by relationship who um, did this little challenge a few years ago where – he wanted to go from uh, geek to freak and he had this plan that over this period of a month he would, and he took before photos, he didn't quite get to the after photos part because it didn't turn out the way he wanted and he just completely pumped in the powders and the shakes and things like that, but he forgot to do the exercise part. So, he he kind of just went from geek to slightly fatter geek. Um, <laughs> so, Kelly, can you tell me, what, what's the relationship with those sorts of powders and things like that? And, you know, um, why, why do bodybuilders feel like they need to take them if, if they're not, you know, getting, why aren't they just eating more protein in normal foods?
2: Well, I guess with the protein powders, they are a really easy option. Um, they're also an isolated option as well, where it's just like just a whey protein or just an isolate. Like it's just one type of protein that the body's going to be using. Therefore, it's easily digested. The body easily makes use of it. It grows your muscles um, straight after a session um, at the gym or outdoors or whatever it might be. You can just have your protein shake ready to go, and um, it's just convenient the thing with protein powders though is that they're not natural um, and, and obviously natural is always going to be best and so when it comes to protein powders i unless in certain circumstances i'll say yeah okay maybe let's talk about it but um for, for the general population we don't need protein powders at all because protein powders they are incomplete and so if you think about having a protein shake yes you've got your protein there but if you were to have a protein shake versus let's say I don't know um, a piece of steak With the piece of steak, you've got all of your vitamins and minerals going in there. You've got your fat going in there. You've got that satiety. You've got that protein. You've got the different amino acids, whereas with the protein shake, it's literally just one type of protein. So you can land up um, nutrient deficient over time just because, yes, you're getting your protein, but you're missing out on all those other benefits. You're also missing out on, and it sounds silly, But just that simple act of chewing and um, registering to your body, okay, I'm eating and I'm feeling full and just that appetite kind of control and that satiety that's um, regulating everything as well. So with protein powders, honestly, if you can get it from real food, get it from the food because real food will give you so much more benefit um, in regards to nutrients that protein powder won't do. Also, real food is so much cheaper than protein powders as
1: well. I want to talk about portions before we wrap yes. up protein, Kelly. You mentioned a piece of steak. Now, I think this is where people get in trouble too. Their definition of a piece of steak is a lot different to my definition of a piece of steak. <laughs> so what should? how much protein should we be getting, and maybe not in – grams or just what it looks like? What should it look like on my plate? Can you give us a couple of examples?
2: Yeah, so I guess um, when it comes to, ah, it's a bit of a tricky question because for protein, if you're trying to build muscle, you're wanting smaller, more regular hits of protein. Therefore, you're wanting to stick to protein roughly about 30 grams, which on the plate would look like about the size of your palm and the thickness at your pinky. And so it's quite a small piece of steak. If you're not trying to build protein, you're just getting your regular protein requirements for the day, going up to the size of your hand is absolutely fine. What that would just mean is that all that protein um, that you're getting, you won't be, so you'll use some of that immediately, but then the rest of it you won't be using immediately for muscle growth. And that's where gym like gym junkies and the people wanting to build muscles get a bit confused. They need smaller portions, whereas us who aren't too phased about um, how big our muscles are, we can have larger portions of protein. So generally for a piece of steak, aiming for the size of your palm up to the size of your hand. Generally not too much bigger than that because if you're getting too much bigger than that, you're filling up on protein, which means you won't have enough room for your veggies, which is not good.
0: And, and little known fact, vegetables have proteins in them too.
2: Yes, they do. They're just not as high as your meat. So all pretty much most of your foods will have like really small amounts of your protein in there. So absolutely, if you've got like things, I don't know, broccoli, spinach, all of those dark green leafies, they're definitely known for protein and good sources, especially for vegetarians. Also, um, the really exciting thing with dark green veggies, which you probably know, Mel, is um, they help with iron absorption as well. So for people having a piece of steak, for example, if you're having that with dark green leafy veg, so broccoli, uh, spinach, kale, rocket, any of those dark green leafy ones, it helps with iron absorption as well. So you absorb more iron.
0: Always a bonus, especially for vegetarians. Those sorts of things, but it it is a conversation that I have a lot of time. Like, as soon as somebody finds out that you're a vegetarian, they're like, "Oh, how do you get your protein?" Like, literally, that has got to be the number one most asked question of me when people find out. And so many people just don't realize that there's a difference between being Uh, a good vegetarian and being a lazy vegetarian. And a lazy vegetarian is one of those people who only eats junk food and chips and crap. And it obviously not getting much nutritional value. But if, if you're, you know, having that variety in your diet, and you get protein in lots of little bits and pieces from all sorts of things that you're eating, then it all adds up to what you actually need. So...
2: Absolutely. And I think that's so important. Like you say, like you do get the good vegetarians and then you do kind of get those lazier ones. And I think for in the dietetic world, we mostly see the lazy ones who come in because they are protein deficient or iron deficient because they aren't following a diet. But if you're If you're, um, like you say, you've got good variety, you've got lots of different sources of protein, you've got lots of little bits going into you throughout the day, then that's perfect. Like you can 100% or 150% meet those um, protein requirements, providing you, yeah, like you say, providing you actually do it properly and eat proper food.
1: Kelly, there's a reason you are one of our favourite guests. Uh, That was fascinating chat today. I I feel feel like I'm more informed and ready to tackle... uh, My nutrition. So thanks for coming on the Parkrun Adventurers podcast again.
2: You're welcome. Thanks so much for having me. We'll chat to you guys soon.
3: Good morning, Parkrun Adventurers. It's Lindell here. I'm checking in from the launch of Pallara Parkrun, a brand-new parkrun in the southern suburbs of Brisbane. The briefing's just started so I better go, otherwise I might get lost and I'll uh, check in after the run See ya Alrighty, post run I've tracked down our first finisher first ever finisher at Polara Park Run what's your name and how did you go today?
4: Um, my name is Ethan Yeah, not too bad, it's mostly flat course um, bit grassy but yeah, pretty good I guess <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: Excellent Well you seem like you're running pretty well to me So, um, But I take 36 minutes to do a park run so. <laughs> um, And how many park runs have you done? How long have you been park running? Uh,
4: no, All right. got- um, I think I'm up to 294 or something <gasps> like that um, Yeah I started park run I think yeah, Well it would be like almost 6 years ago now um, Yeah it's, it's good yeah, you know, six years. First, I started at New Farm, was the first park I did. Yep. And like to go around to all the launches and everything. It's good fun.
3: Excellent. And so, have you got a top three park runs of your favourite ones that you've done?
4: Oh, uh, not really. There are lots of nice ones, yep. I guess. I love New Farm because it's my home park run, yeah. and like we, I like to go to the markets afterwards and get food and stuff like that. So it's good. Excellent!
3: Yeah. Oh, food after park yeah. runs always a winner, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah <definitely. laughs> okay, and so Polara won't be your home park run. New Farm will continue to be your other of the home park run.
4: Yeah, pretty much. Um, might come visit a few times. It's not too far from where I live, probably. Yeah. Like 15 20 minutes so yeah Yeah. might come visit yeah
3: and any other adventures planned any other park ones
4: Um, i'm not too sure to be honest my parents i run with my family with my parents and everything and they like to they're the ones who say oh yeah (laughs) let's go to this one let's go to that one yeah so not too that's probably
3: true you're a young bloke how old are you
4: um i just turned 20.
3: Yeah. So yeah. it's good to do stuff with your family. Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Well, thank you for talking to me on the podcast today, Ethan. Happy park running. Yeah. And hey, not too long to 300. All the yeah. best for that, my friend. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now I've tracked down Kerry. Kerry, where are you from? You've got your Callumvale shirt on. Does that mean that you're semi-local to Plara?
5: Semi-local, yeah, yeah. Only around the corner, sort of halfway between here and Callumvale, really.
3: Yeah. And this would be the closest other Parkland to yes. Calumvale?
5: Yeah, second closest to Calumvale for me.
3: Yep. yep. Alrighty. And um, how did you find the course today?
5: Awesome. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's open, a little bit of trail, a little bit of grass, a little bit of cement, a lot of friendly people.
3: Yep. Excellent. And um, so your home Parkland is Callumvale Yep. How did you get into Parkland?
5: I uh, started off over at Wishart, and I was just going walking on weekends to loosen up from my job. And was stiff and sore and came across a lady, oh, a heap of people, and a lady let me know to get online. I had a look. I, okay. So every Saturday I started over there and then I moved over this side of town and found Callumvale
3: yep.
5: from the inaugural run ever since.
3: Yeah, excellent. And so what do you like most about Park Run?
5: Community meeting people like yourself got friends at Calumvale I got other friends at Wishart I go up to Bundaberg regularly and got some other people I've met up there and just go for a coffee and just the general uh, friendly nature everybody's here just for fun yeah. just to enjoy a run whether you walk it you jog it or you run it or you're going for a PB or you're just out for a stroll with the dog it doesn't matter
3: nah, it doesn't matter it's all, all fun it is it's and relaxing
5: it's relaxing yeah
3: yeah yeah. Uh, so you've got a running shirt on now, so has Parkrun turned you into a runner?
5: Um, part of the Calumvale, <laughs> to some extent, only on Saturdays. <laughs> I don't bother that any other sense. time. <laughs> that but makes it, sense. Yeah. Now there's, there's a couple of other park runs that have had shirts they've had made up and as a group a few people got together and thought, Well, let's do the same. So this is the second run of shirts we've actually had. We've yeah. had a couple of great people. Um park direct run run directors that have joined together and found some shirt producers and everybody sort of jumped on board so we had about 50 or 60 odd shirts run yep. t-shirts and singlets
3: excellent well they look very smart they do <laughs> thanks for your time this morning Kerry no worries. and happy park running
5: thank you very much for your time <laughs> cheers
3: Now i found Janice, Janice you're looking particularly fetching in your fluo orange today. Yes it is
6: spectacular it works on any skin tone
3: (laughs) Absolutely, everyone looks good in fluo orange. Thank you for volunteering today, what was your role?
6: Uh, I was a marshal on the first corner it was a a difficult corner, I had to remember to do the first corner and then come back and do the second, you know it it was highly (laughs) mentally taxing this morning uh, and the runners were too fast but I I got to my second marshal point and I feel I've achieved my goal for that the day.
3: Excellent news. Well, I haven't heard that anyone's gotten lost. So, big tick from me. they lost. That's why we haven't heard from them. <laughs> I don't think that's the case. Well, hopefully not. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, how did you get involved with Polara? And are you local to to this area? I am very local.
6: I got involved because my husband is the event director.
3: Um, <laughs> they always rope everyone in, don't they? <laughs> they
6: do. They do. Uh, but I've been... I live very close to here. I teach at Polara State School, so it's um, yeah certainly our very local event, and yep. yeah, it's it's been great. It's been a little bit chilly this morning, but it's warming up now. Thank yeah. God.
3: Yes, yeah, did have a nice sunny spot there on that corner. I, I must did. say, I found um, the one spot that was sunny. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Um, so you are well, obviously very very ingrained in the park run community now, being yes. a partner of an event director. What's yes. your park run journey? Is this your first time being in park run? Have you parked run before? No, I've done
6: many a park run. We've been doing park run for about uh, four years now. Uh, we were pretty involved both being run directors over at Callumvale, Um, and we love our Callumvale community. The Calenvale Park Run <laughs> are beautiful people And we've got a lot of the Calenvale runners here to support us today
3: I've just um, spoken to Kerry, he's a nice yep, bloke Yeah, he's shirt.
6: awesome
3: Oh, he was a bit shy, I didn't tell him he was referred to as Kezar <laughs> Anyway, back to you Janice <laughs> <laughs>
6: um, So yeah, we've been involved for about four years now Peter's yeah. been doing the run director quite a bit over at Calumvale And yeah, we've so we've been, yeah,
3: four years and first one here at Polara. Excellent. And have you been to any, many other runs as runners? Do you have a favourite or top three park runs? Uh,
6: we really like Berenbar. It's a great one. Um, it's a big one. They're really supportive there. Mm. Um, we have actually been out to my parents own a property out at Pittsworth and we have done the Pittsworth park run, oh, awesome. uh, which we're fairly certain is the only park run in Australia that goes through a set of cattle yards. Ooh. So... Well, there you go, Park Run Adventures. There's uh, one to put on your map. <laughs> um, and shout out to Pittsworth. It's their fourth anniversary today. So, if you want to head out to the Pittsworth, it's uh, a big crowd. They usually get ten Park Runners. So, um, if you, what if you're good about yourself and get in first because it's a small town?
3: <laughs> top, 10. top ten, top <laughs> ten. Excellent. <laughs> Well, thank you, Janice, for talking to me. Thank you so much for all of the work that you've put into the Parkland community, both here and at Callumbale. And um, hopefully I'll see you again around the traps. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks for coming today. Alrighty, Scotty and Mel, I've found the littlest volunteer here today. What's your name? Maddie. And Maddie, can you tell me what you're wearing? A dressing gown. And what colour is it? purple and pink and white and why are you wearing your dressing gown to park run it's because it's cold (laughs) it is really cold isn't it good on you for getting up to volunteer you did a very good job of directing people and I also saw that you brought in all of the cones back to their headquarters here didn't you well done now um, what else have you done at park one before have you done anything else at park one before i ran a race before <gasps> at parkrun uh, do you know which parkrun it was the one over there the old one do you, maybe the one at calumvale yeah. yeah and are you going to come to Polara now yes excellent well i hope that i see you here again another time i'm an adventurer so i don't come to the same one all the time i go to lots of different parkruns but maybe i'll see you another time at a parkrun thank you maddie okay peter event director at Palau park run how are you going and how did the launch go today
7: good yeah it was um it was good to see lots of happy smiling faces and and people enjoying the run so and it was nice to see the fruits of your labor come to life so you know all the the hard work behind the scenes for the last six months or so and actually see people out there running and and getting getting a park run done today
3: Excellent. And how did that process go? I, I spoke to your wife a bit earlier and she said that you'd been involved with Callumvale and that you decided to start up Polara. So how did that all come about?
7: Yeah, so um, so I was a run director over at Callumvale and... Um, <laughs> One of the, the local runners was approached actually by Stockland um, to see if we could set up a park run here, and she had me in mind. So I got the tap on the shoulder, and uh, uh, I, I thought it'd be a good place for a park run. And it's not far from home. And because I had the experience with being a run director at Callum Vale, I thought it made sense for me to be the ED for this one and get it up and running. So, yeah.
3: Excellent. And it's a bit of a mixed terrain course here at Polara.
7: It is, yeah. It's um, a little bit different, which I really like. Um so we start off with some concrete and then we, we we've got a grass section with some small undulations. It's it's pretty flat <laughs> most of the way, right? Yep. Um <laughs> Then we've got a bridge uh, in the middle of the course, which is nice for some some photos that I'm putting up on our Facebook page.
3: Scotty, you love a bridge, so get up to Polara.
7: <laughs> it's a nice bridge. Um, there's a little a gravel section through some bush, um, which will be nice and shady during and cool during during summer. And then our second turnaround points out on another field, so there's a bit more grass. So it really is there's a mix of um, lots of different terrains in this in this parkrun. Yeah.
3: Yep, bit of everything, not too hilly, um, and Lots of people. Do you know how many people finished today?
7: No, I haven't got done a count yet. But um, uh, by by looking at the numbers, I thought it was about one twenty to one fifty, something like that. So, yeah. Yeah. So and, we'll
3: yeah. And how do you know what kind of numbers you're going to expect here on a regular week?
7: I, I think we'll settle in somewhere around the hundred mark eventually. I, I reckon for the first, it's winter, <laughs> so the numbers yes. are usually down. Um, and, and at Callum Vale, we've 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 been having about one hundred and ten per Saturday in Forest Lake. They get about 120, so I think eventually we'll settle around about that 100 mark. I wouldn't be surprised if we're a little bit less than that to start off with, so yeah, sort of the 50 to 100 mark would be, yeah, what I'm expecting.
3: That's it, and there's a bit of development happening, so numbers will grow over time potentially.
7: exactly. There's a huge amount of development going on in Polara here, so it's it's one of the reasons that I wanted to start the park run early, so that when... um, when new people come here, it's you know there's that sense of community with Parkrun, um, so people can get involved in their community and meet some more people around and um, yeah, get out there and do some exercise and activity
3: that's great now one last question you said um at your opening briefing you talked about the origins of the name Polara
7: yes yes yeah, so um Polara is actually an aboriginal word meaning flat land um which is sensational for running right so <laughs> so so I thought I'd um I thought I'd make a note of that in my uh in my my first speech for Polara's Run launch
3: Excellent. Well, thank you for that insight. Thanks for talking to me today. And thank you so much for all the hard work that you've done in setting up Polara and also run directing before that. You've obviously made a great contribution to Parkrun in South Brisbane. So thanks yeah, very much. No
7: worries. My pleasure. Um, Parkrun's a, a great event, um, getting people together and Parkrun's given a lot to me as well. So, you know, sense of community. I've, I've made some great friendships. It's been great for my mental and physical health. So yeah, Parkrun's a, a, a great cause, a great event.
3: Wonderful, thank you so much.
7: No worries, thank you.
3: Alrighty, Parkrun Adventurers, that's it. Pallara Parkrun is launched. Um, According to my very scientific calculations, i.e. checking out a couple of maps, um, it appears to be the 20th Parkrun launched in the Brisbane City Council catchment area which strikes me as probably a bit of a milestone for for that council area Um, Scotty and Mel it sounds like one that you should definitely be putting on your list because especially in winter Mel dressing gown wearing volunteer just for you Scotty there's a bridge what's not to love about Polara so I'll leave it there thanks for listening and uh, see you next time on the podcast
8: Good morning, Parkrun adventurers. It's Alan here from Portland Parkrun. We're touristing today at, uh, at uh, over here at Port Ferry, a local event, which is um, close to us. A 6:45 start this morning from Portland, which wasn't too bad a drive. Got here about quarter to eight and ready to go. I'm with Kay here. Good, Kay. Hi, Al. Kay's from Portland as well. We're actually
9: well, doing the park run as we speak.
8: We are. We are doing the park run. I'm just about finished. Kay's actually already finished. This is a three-lap course, and we're going up the back straight now with, with uh, well about 200 metres to go, which is really good. We'll get back to the finish and uh, have a chat to um, some other park runners and uh, try and get hold of Kate Winn, who is the event director here at Port Ferry. So this is Alan reporting for Channel 5 News get on to it. I've just finished um, the, the uh, park run course here at uh, Port Ferry. I'm with uh, the event director, Kate Winner. How are you going, Kate?
9: Excellent, thank you. Very beautiful day. Night.
8: You've turned the weather on for us again today. It's a beautiful day here. Like It's always perfect in Port, Port Ferry, isn't it?
9: It's like this every single week. We don't get any rain, nothing. It's beautiful.
8: Just for the people who haven't done Port Ferry, just, just describe your course for us a little bit.
9: Three laps of a lovely, what we call Russell Clark Reserve. There's lots of bird life. We have a pretty decent hill that we run up three times and another another hill that's also pretty decent so three six hills really and well nine hills isn't it three times three two times stuffed up
8: it's saturday morning don't worry about that it's fine we can edit that out
9: and then we have a we probably won't no (laughs) Just come to Port Ferry and run our hills. Run your hills. Run the hills of Port Every, Ferry. Everybody thinks but, Port Ferry's flat, but it's not. We, that's we, right. We have hills.
8: It's a good mix of concrete. We have got yep. bitumen paths. And you've yep. you also got like a really proper park run, yes. a, a nice grassy, a little bit muddy and slippery hill. Yeah,
9: and Yes. And do you know, I actually think, Ellen, that might have been your idea to put our finish up here on the grass. Because oh, we wanted to get off that finish path. That I was your suggestion. I had nothing to do with it, did I? Yeah. So let's call it <laughs> Alan's finishing straight, I reckon.
8: That's a go, that's a go. And we've good numbers also too here today. I think Um, there's probably, what, would be about 30 or 40 people?
9: Yeah, we average between 20 and 30 a week. So for a little town like Port Ferry, we have lots of people that walk, lots of really keen walkers, including my mother.
8: Fantastic. (laughs)
9: Yes. Well,
8: it's great to be here at uh, Port Ferry Park and we'll we'll keep moving on. Thank you. Thank you, Kate. Is that
3: all right? I did stuff up a little bit.
8: I'm here now with uh, Sue from Port Ferry. Sue's the, uh, well, the run director today. How are you, going, Sue? I'm
3: um, well, thank you very
8: much. Good. You're obviously regular run direct because you did a really good job at the briefing, oh, which thank uh, you, you explained everything, the course for us as well, so it was really good.
6: Thank you.
8: How often do you uh, run direct?
6: Um, i probably every five to six weeks. Five to six weeks ago. Yep.
8: So you've got about five or six run directors here?
6: Yeah, we do. Yes. Which is really yep. good. Yep. Yeah.
8: And you don't find any problem with volunteering? You no. love volunteering? I
6: like volunteering, yes. Oh, it's fantastic. One, one way they can give back, yeah. That's it. Yeah. And,
8: yeah, and you're running a walking around parkrun when you do I it? I
6: run normally. You run yes. normally? And yes. what sort
8: of time do you do it in? Around uh,
6: 25, 26.
8: Fantastic time. Yep. Well yep. done. And thank you for volunteering today at Port Ferry. It's, it's been, been my been pleasure. And it's been fantastic. Lovely it's to have you here. Parkruns <laughs> don't run without volunteers, so thank you very much. right. Okay, exactly thanks Pleasure. No worries. Now, no podcast complete without the um, with talking to the uh, with no, Tr- Tracy. The bath listener is uh, actually shaking her head and walking away. I can't believe this, but uh, no no podcast is complete without talking to the Portland crew. I've got Kay, hi. I've got Jeanette or blanket, and I've got Paige and Tracy right over there. Get over here, Trace. Now, Paige, this is um, a tourist park run for you.
7: Yes, it is.
8: Yeah, and uh, we got a bit of an accent there too, Paige. Tell everyone where you're from.
2: I'm from Calgary, Alberta. And
8: well, and you're going back there soon. I'm we believe. Going back there yeah. in a few more weeks. We're going to lose you. And, and Paige is actually also. A Run director down there at uh, Portland as well. So, what do you think of the course here?
4: I really liked the course. The hills were really
2: nice, and I loved the view as we went by the ocean three times.
8: So it's nice. It's nice. So, what do we think we're going to look at? Uh, a Calgary park run.
0: um
9: Hills.
8: Hills. We're going to look for one over there. You're going to start one up over there. You're going to think there the best. Is one
9: in, there is one in Calgary. Okay. yeah I'll I'll start park run in there.
8: Yes, I'll park run there.
9: Well, I'll just keep.
8: Keep park running there. Well done. We spoke to Kay before uh, as we were finishing. How are you going, Kay? I'm
9: good, thank you. You're down. nice and
8: warm now? Yes, have got the jacket on. Yes, it is a little bit cool here, but it's not too bad. The sun is out, so it's nice. And the waves are nice and big out there, too. You might go for surf. Oh, I think Tracy yeah. and I are going to go and stand <laughs> in the water, aren't we? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> and I've got Janet here. Now, Janet, I, I believe you did a 5.1 okay. kilometre park run today. <laughs> Tell us about that.
6: <laughs> well, if anyone's going to do that extra 1%, it's going to be me, who has
3: no sense of direction. <laughs> it, (laughs) Now, it is a
8: three lap, but we must tell the people that you actually got lost in the last lap. So, you've done two laps before that, so you should have known where to go. But that's all right. You did come back to us and ask. That was really great. That that was fantastic.
6: I've done that at Portland, too. It wasn't my first time when I did the extra.
8: Yeah, and that's that's scary because we go out and back. Um, And we've got Trace here. How are you going, Trace? Yeah, very well, thank you. Very well. What did you think of of the park run?
6: I like the Port Ferry park run. I like all the different surfaces that you run on, and I like that the hills are spread out and Not so big all at once.
8: Fantastic. And you're here in Port Ferry. You'll stick around for breakfast? Yeah, I will. I think we're all sticking around for breakfast and go and enjoy this um, Mm -hmm. parkrun morning.
10: Catch up with the crew.
8: That'll be good. No worries all. This is Alan reporting for Channel 5 News (laughs) at Port Ferry Parkrun. Thank you, guys. Lyndall Murray is back, but I'm sure you all recognise
1: her voice by now. So you didn't need me to tell you that, but she was at the Pallara launch and Alan Hoskins making a return for his... I think his third roving report because we did have one in the early, early days from Alan, and he was at Port Fairy Parkrun. Cute little name, Mel. Do you know much about Port Fairy Parkrun? More more than you know after listening to that roving report? Um, not too
0: much more than that, no, Scotty.
1: Okay, well, there's your assignment for the week, Mel. Do your research on oh, Port Fairy Parkrun and report back to us next week.
0: Okay, we'll see what I can come up with. Somebody else, uh, you just mentioned Lyndall was at the Palara. launch. Somebody else who's launching this weekend, we've got Doomagie in Queensland.
1: Now, what do you know about Doomagie?
0: What I know is that everybody else pronounces it Doomagie, but it's actually Doomagie. Doomagie. Doomagie.
1: Okay.
0: Um, I know it is a remote community and I'm expecting it's rather hot there. I do know it's also got a nine a.m. start time.
1: Yeah, there are a few differences with Doomadgee that we're going to we're going to learn more about next week. Hopefully, we've got a couple of adventurers attending the launch. My initial plans were to be there, but it's a long way away, Mel. It's it really hard a to get to. Very long way away. Yes. Yeah. And from Melbourne to Doomadgee, that's a long way. So I'm going to get there. So, I'm, I'm, I, it's on my radar and it's on my it's in my calendar, but I just can't attend the launch. But I'm looking forward to hearing how they go. Well, next week's pod, hopefully. Fingers crossed.
0: Yes. We'll see if those roving reports, as promised, get to come in to us. Uh, meanwhile, we've got some anniversaries this weekend as well. They're all over the place. We've got Bathurst in New South Wales.
1: Christie's Beach, South Australia.
0: Cleland in South Australia.
1: Coomera, Queensland,
0: Marabara in Queensland
1: and Weipa in Queensland.
0: So that's another big bunch another big bunch of
1: anniversaries this week. Every week now. Every week, Every lots week. of anniversaries. Now it's time for
2: the poem zone.
0: I believe it's your turn this week Scotty to read out the poem and lucky for you we've got one that's quite short. We've returned no, to the haikus.
1: No, 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 I'm stopping you there. How can you not remember last week? I read last week's poem zone. I read it. Oh, fresh. You did. <laughs> so actually you did it's it your turn to read the poem zone.
0: Oh, yeah. well that's lucky because haikus aren't your favorite, are they? No, they're not. Okay. Well this one comes from Chris Timewell and He is actually, I'm not sure if this is the title, but this was the subject title of the email, In Defense of the Humble Haiku. And obviously, Chris has submitted a haiku for us. And this is it. Let's all go clubbing. Statesman, alphabets, compass, parkrun piracy. Love it. That's a poem. It's a poem about the unofficial clubs.
1: And it's a haiku.
0: And it's a haiku.
1: Thanks, Chris. So, the Poem Zone entries, they're still coming in. We still want more. Email them. Facebook. Do many people Facebook message us? Messenger us?
0: Messenger us? Yes, sometimes they do. Not as frequently as we receive things on the email.
1: Email's the way to go. 2018, email's coming back. (laughs) Twitter or Instagram? Instagram.
0: Yes, and remember, um, I told people a few episodes ago that I would be looking for the hashtag hashtag poem zone, Um, just in case they wanted to submit poems in that form, and I haven't been looking, so I should probably have a look (laughs) just in case, because if somebody submitted poems on there, then obviously we don't want to miss them. So I will have a look after the episode today and make sure I make a note of any of those for future weeks.
1: Now, I teased at the top of the program that we're going to have a song, but uh, with every good song comes a story. Can I share the story that's going to lead into our sing-along outro this week, Mel?
0: I think it's probably good if you do, because everybody needs a little bit of context around your random song choices, Scotty.
1: Now, I know you don't watch TV, partially because you can't find your remote control that's been hijacked. <laughs> do you give, us, give us a quick background to that story.
10: Oh,
0: Wesley has taken to... Getting our remote controls and hiding them places. And this was okay. So the first time we did it, we have three remote controls for our like one's a TV, one's a DVD player, and one's for the like set top box or whatever you want to call it. Um, and a few weeks ago, the one that we used to access Netflix that disappeared. It was just a little remote and we couldn't find it. it. Took us an hour and a half, and eventually we found it inside one of the couches, inside our sofa bed where he had dropped it into the inner workings. So despite having looked under every surface in the room, like under all the couches, it didn't fall through because it was inside the couch. So we found it. And um, about 10 days later, one of our other remote controls went missing. This was last Saturday. Well, who knows when it actually happened because we, we actually watched television so infrequently that we – we have no actual timeframe for when the remote control went missing. It was sometime between that first situation and then 10 days later. Um, and <laughs> so we wanted to watch something on the DVD player, but not not a DVD, something that we've got on USB, which requires us to navigate, therefore using the remote control. And, of course, it was gone. And I have turned my house upside down twice. I have literally this is not an exaggeration, crawled around my house so that I could be at Wesley Height and see if, you know, I could see everything from his perspective where it might be a good little hidey hole. You know, his favourite spots. Somebody did ask me why didn't we put the remote controls up after the last time. Well, you know what, because we knew where he hid it. And so that's just our go-to place to look to see if that's where he put it again. Um Turns out that that's not good enough because he's found a different spot no, this he's, time.
1: He's a, he's a young mastermind at Wesley. Oh, my
0: God. I, I am magician. raising a criminal, hmm. I think, because it's, it's uh, what day is it today? Wednesday? Still can't find it. We, we've sort of given up, you know, instead of watching a movie that Saturday night, we spent two hours looking for a remote control that we did not find. I've been bested by a one-year-old. And, um, yes. So there's not a lot of television that happens in my house. Long okay. story short.
1: Well, how we got to this week's sing-along, and this is the song we're going to be singing along to.
10: We this together, this song gonna
1: stop us Do you remember the song, Mel?
0: I remember Andrew McCarthy.
1: That's it. You're, that's the movie. So, Mannequin. It's from the movie Mannequin, another 80s classic. How I came to this... I um, reactivated my Stan account. God knows why you would watch Stan, but uh, they, they've they released... Pax who... and
0: Wrecker on Stan. Is
1: it? Well, I'm going to discover that now because I've yes. got Stan again because I really wanted to see Who is America. And we're not going to go into a review of that. but That's it... the one
0: with um, Young Man Glover. No?
1: No. Who is America? No, no, it's Sasha Baron Cohen's new oh. satire piece. Gotcha. It's amazing. It's amazing viewing. But I watched that, but it's really short, so I was up late last night, so I just started flicking and I came across Mannequin and thought, oh yeah, let's let's watch of that, and thought it would just last about five, ten minutes, but made it all the way through. Managed to fall asleep towards the end and wake up at like one, two o'clock in the morning on the couch, and that song was playing in Mannequin, but when I woke up, Mel, that song is also in an ad for a car, and it was playing... When I switched back out of stand to TV, there was the song again. It was following me around. Wow And it gave That's me creepy. the idea that was <laughs> a good song. And another it is
0: a good song but another what's great the, film clip that
1: I know I know. I can't tell you what the car ad was for, or what car it was, but I remember the song. Okay And I think it's a good place to uh, end this episode. Now if Starship, uh, their lawyers are going to come after us, we <laughs> are going to run out of Netflix money, but that's okay because after our mention of Stan, I think uh, we'll have somebody else on board. Start there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, for our, for our UK audience, I don't think is Stan a worldwide company, or is that just an Australian thing? Because it's a I'm stupid not, name. For I'm a not sure. Streaming service.
0: It, um, I think they've got they've. I think they've got a similar thing in the UK, but it, and it's a man's name as well as well, mm. but it's not the same.
1: Okay, let I us might know. Be
0: completely making that up.
1: Let us know. If you've got no idea what Stan is, what were they thinking, Mel? I don't even – it's not even a good bloke's name.
0: Well, is it an acronym for something?
1: I don't think so. Maybe. Probably should have researched that before I went into my <laughs> rant against their name. But no, I think it's just – I think they thought it was a cool name. I don't know. Well we
0: shouldn't be ranting anyway, because if we want them to give us money to replace the Netflix money that we never got, then you know. Yeah. Hey, speaking of, of movies and et cetera, I went and saw Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again
1: this yeah. week. Sorry, sorry about that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know you're not an AVA fan, but oh my God, they do a good job. And really? Yes. I went just before I went to see the movie, Adam said to me, um, do they have enough songs to make two movies?
3: <laughs> <laughs> and and? Uh,
0: yes, they have enough songs, but they had actually also written a few extras. Um, but Bjorn and Benny had, had written them, so it's all, it's all still the same guys and it still sounded the same. So it was, it really, was really,
1: but cool. it's never really the same, is it? It's like when an old, you know, one of the old, the Eagles start touring or whatever, and they, we just want to hear the hits, but then they say, and here's a, here's a song from our new album. No, it's
0: completely different to that, Scotty. It was not like that at all. Okay. I cried really? a couple of times. I cried a couple of times and that's, that's yeah,
10: right.
0: arguably arguably better than the first film. If you're an ABBA fan, obviously go see it. I'm going to take Wesley to see it again because the last time, um, he didn't go to see it this time, but I'm going to go again to see it with him. Right. The, last, the last movie I took him to see uh, – A trailer came on for it, and he and his little friend Hope, who's turning one on Friday, uh, they were both bobbing up and down in the cinema to the ABBA music. So I think, you know, a whole 90 minutes of watching them dance to ABBA is definitely worth my time.
1: See, I'd have no idea. I haven't seen the first one, but I've seen bits of it. and It looks horrific.
10: Oh,
0: the only thing really horrific about the first one is Pierce Brosnan singing, and obviously when they told him he had to come back for a second one, he got a voice coach, which has done him well, because it was way less cringeworthy this time. Okay. Um, look, and I'm not saying that there aren't some cringeworthy moments, you know, the, the bit where they sang Waterloo, yeah, that could have <laughs> had some work done in the French restaurant. Um, but. Overall, very satisfying movie and and feel good and touching and just, yeah, get along and see it. It's really
1: awesome. Well, after hearing this song, I think you want to go back and revisit Mannequin and compare the two.
0: I will. I will be revisiting Mannequin, but I will also be rocking out to Abba Gold for the rest of the week, I think.
1: Never got the Abba thing, so I don't think they're going to make an appearance on the sing-along. And just on that... (laughs) See, talking about never getting it, we put Total Eclipse of the Heart on the car on a trip down to Geelong during the week, and mm-hmm. Kasha loves it, which is great. She she loved it. We were playing it all week. Yvonne shocked and surprised me by saying she can't stand it. It's one of those songs <laughs> that she hates. So, of course, hearing it about 10 times on the one trip uh, didn't go down too well, but I don't know how you, could have, how you could hate that song.
10: Well,
0: opposites attract, Scotty. Yeah,
1: this is true. I hope she likes this next one. <laughs> We're not going on a road trip this weekend, so she might hey, escape it.
0: but speaking of listening to podcasts, a very exciting podcast came out last week. Did you get a chance to have a listen?
1: I did. I did. So Danny and Nicola are back. They're back in the Parkrun podcast universe. We've got more competition, Mel.
0: Ah, oh, it's not competition with How do we feel guys. about this? Well no, it's it's like having old friends come home. Okay. It's awesome.
1: It is awesome. It is. So if you if you used to like the Parkrun Show UK that finished up three years ago, they've just picked up where they left off, basically.
0: Even if you didn't like the Parkrun Show UK or, or you never listened to it, it doesn't matter. Just um if, if you enjoy our podcast, I think tune in and I, I think you'll find it really valuable and fun and and yeah, it's good. It's more good. than good. Go get go go get it. Happening.
1: They're going to use that on their marketing material. <laughs> Mel Urbecker, It's good. It's more than good. It's more than good. That's better. Yeah, I agree. It was great. It was great just to hear them both. We've had them on the pod, on our pod before, uh, but it's, it just feels right for us. For us, it just feels right. So, we highly recommend you uh, check it out with me now. With and it's me.
0: available on iTunes now too.
1: All one word, all lowercase. But I think Danny's going to fix that because it's a bit hard to find. Search for Danny Norman with me now and you'll you'll find it. I love it.
0: Yeah, because if it's all one word, all lowercase, that could be confused for with men, ow.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Probably not what he was going for. Oh, okay,
1: here, here it comes, Mel. Can you feel it?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm turning the volume up right now. It's going.
10: In your eyes, I